Hey, this is Tim. Before we start, I need to explain my part in today's story. The mother and son in this story, Melody and Angelo, are my cousins. And while they are my family and I've been a small part in the story, it's their story to tell, and I've tried my best to eliminate my point of view. So here's the episode. Hope you enjoy it. This is Able, the show telling the stories of parents who have children with disabilities. Each episode, parents speak candidly about the joys and difficulties of raising their kids and give insights into what parents of typical children don't understand about raising a special needs child. I'm Tim Tedeschi. Today on the show, we have the story of one mother and her experiences raising a son with autism. My name is Melody Rabora, and I am the mother of Angelo Rabora, who is a 11-year-old boy on the autism spectrum. According to the Centers for Disease Control, about 1 in 68 children in the United States have been diagnosed with an autism spectrum disorder. The spectrum ranges from individuals that are nonverbal and totally dependent on others for care to others who are mildly impaired by their symptoms. Angelo has pervasive developmental disorder, which places him right in the middle of the autism spectrum. And he's in fifth grade. He has an aide at school all day long. I have to help him take a bath. I have to help him brush his teeth. He does use the bathroom on his own, but I still have to be like, Angelo, let's go to the bathroom. He, he can do everything that a normal 11-year-old does physically, but yet I still kind of have to be there to, to guide him through it. You know, mentally, he's probably where an 18-month-old or 2-year-old is, but then there's areas where he definitely can, has the capability of an 11-year-old. So it's daily trying to figure out that where that line is, where am I enabling him, and where do I need to push him forward? What can he do, and what, kind of, what can't he do still? Angelo's story began like many other children with autism. He was born, grew, and developed like a typical child for about the first two years of his life. Then things began to change. At about two years old, we started to see some regression and some deficits. So you would give him commands or talk to him, and he wouldn't be able to follow those directions. He wasn't able to have two-way conversations. The receptive and the expressive language wasn't there. So we brought him to a doctor, a neurologist, and we filled out this whole questionnaire, and we sat with him for like two and a half hours. And he sat there, and the doctor, and he said, well, your child has PDD, pervasive developmental disorder. Talk to any parent of a child with a disability, and you'll hear a similar story about what it's like to hear the news that your child will not grow and develop like most other children. Melody and her husband Jimmy were heartbroken and mourned the life they imagined Angela would have. When I had first gotten that diagnosis, it was it was like a death sentence for who your child could be. It was like a limitation on who your child could be or was going to be. You know, when you a parent, you think, okay, so... I have this little boy and maybe he'll be a football player, maybe he'll be a basketball player, or maybe he'll be a, you know, a, a doctor or a firefighter. And when you hear that and you see the regression that's happening in your child and you see the lack of progress that's happening in your child, it's like all that can't be possible now. So it's like new game plan. As Melody and Jimmy were readjusting their ideas for Angelo's future, they learned they would also have to adjust their expectations of others. Melody usually encounters stares and whispers when out in public. Even well-intentioned people are sometimes guilty of not being mindful of their interactions with families who have children with special needs. I wish that I could tell them that you don't have to stare and look all the time. 
I think that it's a really good thing to educate yourself in cognitive disabilities like autism and, you know, Down syndrome. And there's a whole slew of of mental disabilities out there. And just educate yourself so that you kind of know what you're talking about and kind of what to look for, not to be judgmental. It's it's a hard thing to be a parent today in today's ballgame. It's even harder when you have a child who has autism. The difficulty of having a child with a disability can sometimes isolate parents from their communities. While she stayed connected to family and close friends, Melody said she purposely isolated herself from other families who have children with disabilities. I kind of didn't want to be affiliated or associated really with anybody. I was just kind of very, maybe in denial or whatever. I just didn't want, I don't know, I just didn't want to be around other people or other children like that. It kind of made me real sad just to know that there's other families out there. And it took me almost 11 years to get over it. And, you know, it's a nice thing now. This this past year, I've kind of been able to just pursue relationships with other families that are in the same boat as me. And it's nice to be able to rely on them. This past summer, Melody found support and friendship with other parents as she watched Angelo participate in special needs baseball for the first time. We were able to be comfortable and not have to worry about why your kid looks different or acts different or is his behaviors everybody's going to stare because we were all on the same wavelength and we're all experiencing the same thing and we're all in different ways. We're all on the same roller coaster ride. So it was just nice and it's nice to be able just to, if you're having a hard time or a hard period and in life or you're just down sometimes or or if your friend needs encouragement you know that you're all going through the same thing and that you get it so it's really nice to be able to kind of have that melody enjoyed becoming part of the community angelo simply enjoyed being able to play ball he knew like he was going to baseball and we would always laugh because he hates to wear hats but he knew he had to wear that baseball hat and he would not take it off we would joke with him and take it off of him and he'd grab it and put it right back on his head so he knew like i'm playing baseball and this is a serious thing like that i'm in (laughs) melody said angelo can be reserved and introverted which is typical for children with autism but other times he displays his personality and makes the whole family laugh. We were just at a wedding and a party and he came into there and there was a big dance floor and a DJ. And as soon as we came in, he looked at me and he goes, oh, it's a dancing party. So he's got a personality in there and he really likes to interact with his brother, Dominic. Dominic helped Angelo bat, catch and run the bases during the baseball games. Even though he's just two years older than Angelo, Dominic has taken up responsibility as the older brother. In the beginning, Dominic was a little bit resentful that he didn't have a normal brother because he had other friends that had peers and they were playing together and they were playing sports together or they were playing in the backyard. And Angelo was very introverted and he couldn't communicate and he didn't have the verbal ability that other children Angelo's age had. And then kind of as, as time went on, he would start to kind of verbalize his frustration or his anger that his brother wasn't normal. And over time, now that they're a little bit older, he is like a protector. He's like another father. And you can see sometimes he is kind of scoping what's happening, Dominic, around him to see like if he has to protect Angelo or if it's okay or can we be comfortable here? You know, but they they play with each other and they fight like other like brothers do and they wrestle like brothers do and they get into trouble and do things they're not supposed to do like brothers do. But I mean, my older son, my Dominic, he really loves his brother and he knows his role. Dominic isn't the only family member who has helped Melody and Jimmy as they take care of Angelo's needs. I just have family who just prays for me or has prayed over me and 
you know, my mom and my dad, they're always there babysitting or watching or helping. And we just go with the flow and, and we do what we have to do. And my family is always, always there for me. Shortly after Angelo was diagnosed when he was two, he started speech and occupational therapy at the local school district's preschool. When he was four, he began an all-day preschool program. Melody and Angelo spent that summer more than 10 hours away from their home in suburban Cleveland so Angelo could receive treatment at the Brain Balance Center in Atlanta. The center tests children for food allergies, cognitive skills, and motor skills in order to discover deficiencies in the brain, and the test showed that Angelo has an underactive cerebellum. The cerebellum guides motor skills and the ability to understand body language and emotion. And then he had a right hemispheric delay in the right side of the brain. And so we did all these particular exercises. We did supplements and vitamins and we did academic exercises and stuff for him. And what it does is it helps the cerebellum Certain exercises help the cerebellum to develop. Certain exercises help the right hemisphere to develop and to actually grow and catch up where, where the left side is and reconnect. Melody is quick to admit that spending the summer in Atlanta was hard, especially financially. As hard as it was, she doesn't regret it because she believed it was the best decision for Angelo at the time. Even when it's not on the scale of moving across the country for a summer, Melody and Jimmy make daily choices to ensure the best care for Angelo. Melody believes medical insurance should be improved so that therapy and doctor visits that are essential for kids like Angelo are covered. You're financially always trying to figure out how am I supposed to come up with this money? How am I supposed to, you know, help this child when I don't have the means? And it's not a quick, oh, well, will your child come out of this autism? Is this the kind of autism you have? I don't know. It's like asking, are you, is this the kind of cancer you're not going to die from? <laughs> you know? As she talks about advocating for the best care her son can get, you can hear the passion in Melody's voice. As I interviewed her, I could see it in her body language, too. As a veteran parent of a child with a disability, she tries to be an advocate for Angelo and for families new to the game of getting the best care for their children. I really also love when I run into people who are kind of coming into the autism community because I've been th going through it. You can kind of help other people, you know, along the way too. When I asked Melody what the hardest part of being Angelo's mom was, she didn't talk about the frustrations with insurance companies or the financial strain or the struggle to connect with other families. Instead, she talked about the future. The hardest part of being his mom is that when I'm gone and dead and nobody's here to take care of him, who's going to do it? And are they going to treat him appropriately? Are they going to treat him and not hurt him or abuse him? Um, so those are that's the hardest part is the future. What's ha going to happen in the future when I'm not around? Melody says even though she worries about the future, her faith gives her hope. Honestly, without God, without Jesus Christ as my Savior, I would really have a hard, hard time making it through. There's days that you're like, what am I doing? What, what is this all for? And in the end, we all, I know in the end of it all, it will all be okay because when this world all passes by me, I will be in eternity and my son will be whole and healed and I won't have to worry about therapy or money or the means of taking care of him. I just want to say my heart goes out to all of you who have children with disabilities and special needs, and my prayers are with you all.
Able is produced by me, Tim Tedeschi, with editorial help from Mark Perry. We're produced at the 94.3 The Fortress Studios in Marion, Indiana. To learn more about the Brain Balance Achievement Center that Angela went to in Atlanta, you can go to www.brainbalancecenters.com. Thanks for listening to ABLE.